everyone, and welcome to the LaRouge Rugby Podcast. My name is Dan Murphy, and with me always is Derek Brissett, Stu Hardy. Gentlemen, welcome to hashtag uh, down with the U.S. week or hashtag the U.S. sucks. I don't know what we're, we're braiding. We didn't really talk about that, but uh, those are incredibly weak. Like, I feel like we should re- I know you should redo this intro. No, we're sticking with it. We're sticking with it. Oh, we, I got, I'm, I'm recording in a new space. And once again, the, the, terrible. the lovely uh, realities of, of home renovations. So I'm now. Yeah, man, in, yeah, a couple, a couple nice laundry baskets and stuff back there. That's um, that nice is basket. a storage bin. Storage bins. I don't Good know. But your other shoulder looks like waste baskets <laughs> of some sort. Oh, those are garbage. That's just the garbage, garbage bins. bin. Yeah. 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 Exquisite yeah. background that you're treating us to here today. Look at that. I even show off my wife's little... Uh, Hashtag social cat media. That's cool. There's a nice little painting on one side. Yeah, yeah. She painted that. Quick story before we get started. Nobody can see any of this if they're just listening on audio. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Well, they should really watch our show on YouTube. This is probably the worst intro we've ever done. Oh, no. There's been way worse than this. (laughs) This was so... Okay, so this was originally the nursery. And then we turn into my wife's office. And then in a few months, it's going to be a nursery again because we're putting a, a window in the basement and that's be my wife's new office so it's this house is just chaos i have no countertops i have no sink in my kitchen it's just chaos but hey listen being a canadian rugby fan i'm used to chaos i am used to insanity so let's get right into it because there you know are dan with that segue it's no longer the worst intro you've ever done <laughs> ah, there we you go. managed to save it you we're know. on a roll guys so you know, last week we got together and recorded and we were hoping by the end of the week, by the end of the night, maybe we would get the roster for um, the World Cup qualifiers. And hey, didn't happen. Okay, next day, didn't happen. Waited a, another almost week, six days before Rugby Canada finally announced their, their, their roster. But before that, they actually had even more news because another little tidbit that didn't really release to fans was, hey, how are you guys going to watch this? Uh, we knew that the USA fans were going to watch it on Flow Sports. Sorry, guys, that's just the with the cookie crumbles. <laughs> but hey, listen, we've got just as a confusing situation as well. Uh, Rugby Canada announced a broadcast partnership with Premier Sports, the first round of Rugby World Cup qualification pathway. Now, you may be asking, who is Premier Sports? Well, if you are a rugby fan and if you listen to this podcast, you probably have been watching or paying attention to the British and Irish Lions tour that just happened in South Africa. Now, Stu, you might have to correct me on this, but they're a uh, um, uh, English company, broadcasting company? Yes, I believe they are um, a British broadcasting company. Um, They currently have the rights for the um, United Rugby Championship, previously known as the Pro 14 in the UK. They also have the rights for the Top 14 as well and therefore are the only thing that the top 14 are exporting to the UK at the moment. Um, and, you know, they have annual subscriptions. I think it's, um, I want to say like 90 pounds, which is about $180 for the sake of simplicity. Um, what? <laughs> Sorry, what's that number still? About for 100... us to stream uh, or a yearly subscription? So this is a yearly subscription for a multitude of sports because they also have the rights to the NHL 
in the UK as well. So, but let's think about well, that. Let's cut that up for but, how long? How long is it, is a rugby season? Oh, so this is for a year contract. A year, so, right. right? So, so when you think about it, like that's not really that much. It might be come that like again, right. rough Sports, math. Sportsnet, I think. Yeah, What's it's Sportsnet like ninety dollars a month a year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, this is the thing. I am using like UK for prices, so yeah. I'm no, no, for sure. I'm probably we, we're just more used to hearing yeah. that as a monthly. Oh, okay. well, it's not so much a monthly, but it was like he was like a hundred. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, maybe I guess it's not 180. Okay, think about it. You're paying like for like sports. I'm pretty sure it's like 1999. It's, it's 20 a month. Yeah, 20 a month. Okay, so months? in um in the UK, uh, the monthly rate is 13 pounds a month. So let me just find a quick conversion to. Uh, I think though a slight tangent on this. Oh, I mean, we're already on a bit of a tangent, but it's like none, none of what premier sports does in the UK really matters. Cause we can't actually watch it in Canada anyways. That is true. But, <laughs> so, so, so I'm just going to uh, say a monthly subscription works out at about um, $23 Canadian, but this is obviously UK yeah. prices right. as well. So yeah, so that's not bad. And to, yeah. to put it in perspective in, in the Asian countries, 22 Asian countries, they have six nations, the lions, the premiership, rugby championship and super rugby so like yeah. outside of of um the uk they are like the rugby they have a lot of rugby they have a lot of rugby areas. that we can't watch in canada though no so all, so all we get all we get is um it's all weird i'm found it so weird that rugby canada put the price in us dollars on their announcement like is that I find that so weird. Either yeah. way, so they said 1495 US to watch the two games, which is 1886 Canadian, which is the price that I care about because I'm Canadian. Um, so I mean for two games though, right? Because you don't, as we just said, you don't get any of that other stuff that we're talking about. No, that's true. You that's, do not. No, that yeah, is- so it's it's just under 20 bucks for yeah. two games. Yeah, so Dan, I'll let you continue now that we've kind of cleared away that. Yeah. Um, so previously, uh, Rugby Canada has had a working relationship with TSN. Um, the Toronto Arrows themselves had all of their games broadcasted through TSN, either on their streaming on their website or um, on TSN2, depending on what channel they were using. Um, and also the Rugby World Cup was on TSN and then streamed on TSN's uh, um website and app when the games were on demand uh it's a very interesting transition because you know one of the the great things about rugby canada and having the games on tsn is you could just throw on tsn and and it would be there you know um but now we're we're again derek is bringing up the point is that it's more money that fans are having to pay Uh, fans are not happy about this um go to uh the replies of the tweets uh, any you know the, the the on Reddit on the on any of the fan support pages on Facebook, fans aren't happy about this. Um, but Patrick Johnson and I want to get uh, your guys' thoughts on this because it, Patrick Johnson at Rising Action, who has been a uh, constant voice in rugby reporting in Canada, put a little perspective into this, uh, and he says, "Why is this a thing? Because rugby." Canada used to pay to get airtime on TSN, and there's clearly little or no advertising money to recoup broadcast costs. Blame the pandemic. And then the other point of this is blame the weak state of the national team's brand, which was frankly never that strong. I mean, we're not 
we're not, we haven't been very competitive for, for a while. So, you know, and then just blame longstanding budgetary issues. And, you know, I think he makes great points. You can't go out and spend money you don't have. And we haven't been making any money. We didn't make any money from those uh, July tests. You know, we haven't had a Rugby Canada match in Canada since the BC All-Stars versus Rugby Canada. Big one. That would have been the last, you know, test match. Test match. Not a test match. <laughs> Not a test match. A rugby Canada match that fans were allowed to go see and pay a ticket to go see. You know, like we just don't have the money. And and my frustration is then okay. Would the rugby network not be a cheap option? I know that you're probably not going to get money from them, but you've already had that relationship with MLR. They've already streamed, a, you know, uh, the Samoa versus Maori All Blacks game, which was a it was a good good match, and they did a pretty good job holding that. Or even you know you have that relationship with DAZN. I mean, DAZN might be dissing themselves some rugby. I did a you know I was looking on the app, and they don't have any rugby on there app right now you know typically they have games on demand from you know the last matches that were played uh they're all gone you can't even find rugby on the app right now so you know we they're kind of left with certain very little options Uh, i want to get your guys thoughts about this because you know again fans are not happy about this like they're 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 frustrated that it, again, in a pandemic, when money has been tight for a lot of people, we're now yeah. spending another twenty dollars just to watch rugby when it two was games. previous to watch two games for two games. I yeah. think. See, here's kind of the thing that I was. I I, I think like um, Johnston brings up some good points, some fair points to be brought up. I don't think what he said is necessarily going to change the frustration levels of fans. Um, even, even if, you know, if they are, you know, some good points regarding like why this may have happened or, but yeah, you know, I feel kind of weird talking about this in a sense that, you know, I know it's ultimately like as, as a fan, I understand the frustration and stuff and I want to convey that there is the frustration of the fan base, but it feels like it's going to be completely filled with just absolute hypocrisy. Cause I know I'm paying for this anyways. Right. Like I know I'm watching it. Like it's, it doesn't matter. They could, they could, you could, if they told me I had to pay 50 bucks to watch the game on Teletoon, I would be like, all right, like I'm paying 50 bucks to watch, you know, Teen Titans and then Rugby Canada after or whatever's on. Teletoon. That actually sounds like a pretty good. Pretty good I know. Idea. That sounds like a great situation. A good situation. Rugby Canada on Teletoon and the Cartoon Network. That's the way it should be. Um, but the, the point I'm trying to make is like, I think the frustration kind of lies. In like you said, Dan, there's going to be obviously the cost. People are already, you know, streaming stuff, especially streaming sports and stuff. If you're already paying for like cable, or maybe you're paying for Sportsnet, TSN, DAZN individually, we've talked about in the past how spread out the broadcasting rights are for rugby in Canada, right? So it's like if you want to watch Premiership, if you want to watch Super Rugby, if you want to watch the Rugby Championship, the Six Nations, um. You know, if you want to mix in some league in that, it's like you're paying for a lot of different streaming services yeah. in order to make that happen, right? And, you know, so obviously, and, you know, you kind of look at it, um, the zone's 20 bucks a month. Sportsnet now is anywhere between 12.50 to 20 bucks a month, depending on what package you're actually paying for. TSN comes in around 20 bucks a month. 
these extra two games are now another 20 bucks a month. So you're looking at like maybe 80 bucks a month to stream sports. If you want to, if you're choosing to buy all of those. Yeah. But I think the big thing, to, I think to me is it's like rugby Canada's games, even if they were paying for them, as Patrick Johnson said, right. We're on TSN, which is one of the biggest broadcast sports broadcasters in Canada. It's them and Sportsnet. Those are the big two, quite frankly, the only ones really CBC sports kind of mixes in there a little bit, but those are the two biggest ones. And in all honesty, if you're going to come off of TSN, anything that isn't Sportsnet, the zone and maybe CBC sports is going to seem like a downgrade. Yeah. To sports fans in North America. Like it's, For that's sure. just the simple fact of it. Um, and then you factor in the extra costs and stuff. Right. And that's, you know, that's detrimental. As you said, Dan, um, fans aren't happy. And I think the thing, like I said, I feel hypocritical complaining about it, quite frankly, because I know I'm paying for it anyways. But like the thing that it concerns me for Rugby Canada a little bit is because, I mean, if you look at all the comments um, that have been made by like, you know, on various social media platforms, I'm seeing like a lot of names that I recognize as people that like engage with our account that I've seen engage with other Canadian rugby accounts um, or MLR teams accounts and things like that. Like people that I've never necessarily met in real life, but through online interactions, I've come to recognize them as, you know, big rugby fans. And I'm still, and I'm seeing a lot of those people that I look at as being like, yeah, these guys are like big rugby fans. Like they're engaging with our show, which I'm assuming like you're probably a pretty big rugby fan. If you take the time to listen to this and <laughs> you are, you are. I don't yeah. think. Oh, no, no, you're right. Yeah. Um, but it's the delivery of it. Oh yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think we're picking up too many, uh, you know, pe- person that watched one rugby game one time, but that'd be cool if you are. Um, thank you for listening, regardless of how many rugby games you actually watch. But like, it concerns me to see like those folks that are being like, I'm look like I'm not paying 20 bucks to watch two games. Right. And there was a lot of people that, that wrote those in various different social media posts. And that's a concern. Cause if it's like, I mean, one, like it's, it's, if you're looking at the growth of the game and stuff, like if you're, if people that are big rugby fans that are engaging with these like rugby accounts on social media a lot and, you know, active within the rugby community in Canada. Yeah. And they're saying that they don't want to pay 20 bucks to watch these two games. Then like people that have a wild interest in rugby aren't paying 20 bucks to watch. I want to get your thoughts about this, but I, I do have one thing I want to mention. And we had, Brian Ray on like about a year ago, the first time we had Brian Ray on and we talked about the state of rugby Canada and he talked about how there's going to be pain structurally because of the financial situation rugby Canada was in. And also the players, just how there's going to be a transition. Like it feels like we had people tell us that we were going to be in pain, that changes were coming and all this stuff. And now suddenly it's happening. Now it's here and people kind of, forgot about it and and i i, I yeah. the thing is is canada is canada and the u.s as well are in a tough situation because they're being compared to countries where 
centralized programs are king, especially in the Southern American countries like Uruguay, Chile. Um, they've made so much progress. They've been able to have centralized training, but we kind of forget about the logistics of how hard it is to run a centralized program in Canada and the U.S. considering just how spread out our athletes are. Like, I'm not going to assume, make an assumption on how large Uruguay and Chile is, but I have, I have a feeling that you could probably drive from one end of the country to another within a day. You can't do that with Canada in the U.S. Someone's totally fact-checking you on that. And you're going to get that's, that. Okay. Well, listen, <laughs> but like, that's, that's my point is you, you, you can't do that. A Uruguayan player most likely can prepare test, you know, be part, part of a, a day practice and then go home to his family where he might have more financial and support because he can stay closer to his family. And also that also means that the, the proximity of all those countries and also locks COVID protocols means that they were able to have test matches. They were able to play rugby and, and they have a little bit of revenue with having fans like Canada and the U S weren't able to do that because of COVID protocols being set by our governments. So we, we were already at a disadvantage being able to try and bring money back in. So even if we wanted to, we couldn't even play rugby in our countries because we couldn't have any other countries come in and play us. So like, I understand fans frustrations that we've gotten to this point and it's not just been because of COVID to co- no, say that Canada's, no. to say rugby Canada's financial problems no. are because of COVID would be or any of the other narrative. problems that rugby Canada. Currently yeah. Oh, is. I'm just talking finances. I don't want to get I into know. the entire yeah, fire that is everything else with rugby Canada today. We got like 10 episodes this year that are talking. Exactly. About. I'm just saying, I understand the frustration from fans and I'm frustrated, yeah. but like, I think it's the same thing. Like, you're, the amount of money for two test matches, you're paying almost twenty dollars. Okay, so how much? How, how many hours of entertainment is that? about? Four hours of entertainment. So That's, here's the thing: is think like, about I, how much money you spend going to a movie. Yeah. Hey, Shang Chi comes out this weekend too, man. People yeah. Making that decision. That's that's um, a little bit less time, and you're probably going to spend more between your ticket and entertainment, like, food, the, and stuff. The thing, the thing is, though, like, just um, we'll let I'll let Stu jump in, but it's um, like I said, it was like. You kind of look at other streaming services and it's like the zone's 20 bucks a month sportsnet kind of has a range but we'll call it 20 bucks a month if you want to have the rugby involved in that so we'll say that for the context of our show tsn's 20 bucks a month um netflix depending on your package 10 to 20 a month um disney plus is 12 a month crave tv's 20 a month um right like and think about all the additional content that you get with your yeah, averaging. Yeah, I understand that. Right? So, but at the end of the day, like, yeah, this is a deal Canada has been stuck with. Um, yeah. All right, Stu, I want to get your thoughts about this. Because... Like I said, everything that I say that's negative is hypocritical because I'm going to buy yeah. it. Anyways. Yeah, for like, sure. Compl- it's like complaining about gas prices. It's like, I'm, I need gas. So I'm like, yeah. I'm buying it and it doesn't matter. Stu, I want your perspective on this because, again, you don't, uh, you know, you didn't grow up watching TSN on uh, Canada rugby on TSN and the World yeah. Cups on on TSN like Derek and I did. So I want to get your, your your quick perspective about this because with a little bit more, I mean, I don't know how much familiarity you have with Premier Sports and just kind of the their uh, kind of product. How do you feel about this this recent new might last longer? Again, this is only a deal for the two matches, so. Yeah. 
if Canada wins or loses their next match, we don't know what's going to happen with it. So what are your thoughts about this? So what I think this is, is actually a litmus test for Premier Sports more than anything else. Because what Premier Sports does in the UK is it carries the minor sports by comparison within the UK. So while it does have things like the Premier League football matches and so on and so forth, it carries the NHL and it carries the NHL live, which if you imagine watching like a Leafs game, now imagine that starting five hours later and it's like one in the morning or one or two in the morning and you're yeah exactly see Derek's the reaction there it's just like no nope, shaking your head not no, doing this that. is I just I just when I see them go up four one I just go to bed because I don't want to see the misery that follows it's all fair enough fair enough um so yeah but that's um the thing so if you look at rugby especially rugby in Canada it is a minor sport and yeah. while we do have things like the rugby network, it's also seeming to be the case that we, and by we, I mean like Rugby Canada will need to have a balance between the two, the balance between having content that is um, giving them a return on investment and having a accessibility as well. And now we're seeing this with the rise of things like the zone and the rugby network, for example, things that aren't the standard uh, TV broadcasters like they are with TSN and Sportsnet. Um, as it was mentioned in the article, they even quote the CEO of Premier Sports Asia, uh, the Middle East and North America. Um, what a the bizarre same- territorial everybody but europe everybody but europe in in oceania (laughs) but this is the point because in the 22 asian countries that this that royal nugent obviously oversees they've been able to secure the six nations the lions the premiership the rugby championship and super rugby and if they realize that there's this market in north america oh my gosh that's saying we would love like, that as well. Exactly. Injecting to my veins. One stop shop for yeah. all rugby. Man, yeah. I would pay like, all, third, yeah. like a exactly. good money you know, But that, you're proving the point, mm-hmm. Dan, by saying that. Because if you're willing to pay 20 bucks for two games, would you then be willing to pay, I'm just going to throw a number out there, like uh, 200 bucks to get every rugby tournament that isn't mlr or the world cup per year you know it's it's fascinating because i think what Stu has just said is probably the first positive thing i have heard about this entire deal Um, (laughs) and you know so i mean that would be great if they were like using this as a way to be like hey like we're gonna put some more rugby dan i haven't checked myself dan but you're saying that the zone looks like there's a lack of rugby content per usual up there so I mean, maybe if that's if that's what Premier Sports is gonna do, I mean, then maybe maybe that would be cool, or whatever. That's that's a very like that's an optimist. That's the first optimistic point of view I think I've heard on this entire thing. Yeah. So, so that so that's what I'm. That's how I'm viewing it at the moment. As in, do I want to pay twenty like, like nearly twenty dollars like for two games? Not really. I'd like to pay twenty dollars and go to the games, but swings and roundabouts. <laughs> Um, and so this is how I, so this is how I'm basically like trying to view it because 
And that's the I thing. Like- we, could, we could be in a position next year where we're saying, yeah, we're going to pay this amount of money per month or per year to watch all um, everything I've just mentioned, maybe even the United Rugby Championship as well, maybe get a few of those games on at like 9 a.m. in the morning on the weekends. Hey, I listen. Like, I like it just for the optimism. Well, I guess they, listen, I'm going to be on paternity leave yeah. in a few months. Inject as much rugby as I can to my veins because that'll be... <laughs> I'll have a little well, like, nugget of a baby. I, I'll have it strapped to me, and I'm gonna. I wonder how well zone the. I wonder how well the British and Irish Lions tour did for them. Yeah, that'll be very um, interesting. Which, what was that like? Fifty bucks? That was fifty bucks, but that was the entire tour. So that entire was tour. So that was like so that. And also, the they also team. aired like documentaries former, as well. Documentaries and also former matches from yep. the the first previous yeah South so you got a little tours. bit a little bit more content from them on that. yeah so but that's the thing. if you could like we say if we can get that or something similar and then we have to pay you know just that little bit more but it secures um a financial backing for rugby canada that we can get like the national so when the national team does go to the world cup it'll be on on tsn and then once that's going on you can then even have promotion because we've had promotion of mlr during the last world cup imagine saying like hey if you like this sport why don't you check out premier sports and it only costs this amount of money and some people may go you know what i'm willing to uh invest in that yeah, but that is yet to be yeah. seen yeah like i i think i get i totally get the frustration and stuff now but i mean i i appreciate the optimistic outlook that you have just presented though like that's- you are welcome yeah, like it's all right. It might Let, let's yeah, there you go. Lead that optimism into hopefully our that's next it. discussion. And honestly, hopefully that's it. Hopefully it's like ah, it's kind of sucks now, but it might be cool in a year, maybe. Yeah. I mean, hopefully. Well, if, okay. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We're also complaining about something we haven't actually experienced yet. So yeah, could be great. All right. So and like I said, are going to pay for it. <laughs> uh, later that day, uh, Kingsley Jones finally released his thirty-man roster for the upcoming qualifier pathway series. Extravaganza hoopla matches. Um, so, twelve arrows players were selected um, with Mason Flesh, Jason Higgins, uh, and Spencer Jones uh, in in the running for their first caps. So, Ross Brody, Mason Flesh, Jason Higgins, Spencer Jones, Cole Keith, Will Kelly, Ben Lesage, Pat Parfrey, Andrew Quatrin, Tyler Rowland, Lucas Rumball, and Siaki Vikilani. Uh, from the coaching staff, uh, Rob Howley and uh, Coco uh, is also with Rugby Canada. So excited to see those guys with Howley's, them. Howley's, Howley's main job is Rugby Canada. Yeah, he's so mostly Rugby he's Canada. He's mostly but... just a consultant. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Consults yeah. the arrows occasionally. Listen, he had arrow gear on. He's yeah. going to be. Uh, he was with the arrows first. That's yeah. what I was saying. Yeah. Um, returnees from the World Cup that weren't part of the arrows include Matt Tierney, which we're going to talk about him in a little bit. Peter Nelson, Kyle Bailey, Matt Heaton, Eric Howard, Justice Sears Duro, and Jake Ilnicki. Um, standing for the uncapped list is, uh, again, Spencer Jones, Foster DeWitt, Brock Webster, uh, an interesting uh, name, uh, Mason Flesh and Jason Higgins. Now, this has been part of this the, the discussions about this roster for mm-hmm. weeks now. Um Paul Tate described them as the fit absentees. Tyler Ardron, Evan Olmstead, Tyler Duguid, Will Priscillier, Matt Bukaboom, 
And then two names that were that were interestingly brought up as we were kind of writing this were Doug Frazier and Josh Larson, um, not included in the roster as well. So let's get into the European pros first. So here's the thing. We don't know why these guys aren't listed. All that we know is that Kingsley Jones in the release talked about um, we've been working this entire tirelessly to ensure that our team is as prepared as we could for these upcoming matches. As we know, coordinating the logistics of assembling players in a COVID world is no easy task. So I understand again, rugby Canada fans are in, are on a razor's edge of frustration right now and not seeing Ardron Olmstead do get in Priscillier, even Matt Bukaboom not being part of the lineup is frustrating. I understand that folks Here's the thing we have to take in consideration is there are a multitude of reasons why they might not be here. One, they might not want to be here. They might not want to, they might want to put more of a focus on their, their clubs. And that's a personal choice Two, choosing you. COVID protocols between, I don't know what the, the isolation rules are like in France. So they might not be willing to take the time off to play with Canada and then possibly have to isolate from their team to come back in and play with France, right? Like that is a huge risk to miss that much time with your team. You know, there's multiple reasons that we just, we don't know what the answer is. We don't know. And yes, it sucks. Tyler Ardron was our captain at the world cup. Evan Olmstead has been, and is probably one of our best locks. Tyler Duguid is one of our best prospects, probably one of our best locks in Canada right now. Will Priscillier, we have talked enough about him. Those are guys that, yes, I would gladly take them on our roster right now. But here's the facts is they're not here and we yeah. got to deal with it. it. It does sound like it's a mix of just choice and some clubs might be being jerks. But that's, yeah, and like, that's the, the thing. That's right? the, two, the two main reasons that I've heard for yeah. individually why these guys aren't playing or why they aren't there. Um, choice. Well, I mean, if you don't want to be here, I, I had a high school. Well, I don't teacher want you here. Like, I, students, why come? Like, if you don't you know, want to be here, don't, don't be here. Yeah, if you don't right? want to like, be here, don't be here. So that that is Ardon. Ardon Olmstead have put their time in. Like, I get it. If they don't want to have to slog out with the national team, get their their arses kicked around and around. I get the responsibility to your nation. It's an incredible opportunity to play for Rugby Canada, but. When no, you I, as a professional athlete only have so much time to make your money, I think, yeah, you got to make that money. Ultimately, you, you just got to. Ultimately, I kind of think I, I got two sort of I guess, thoughts on this. I see that everyone's super frustrated, frustrated by the players, not some pl- certain players not being on the team. Um, I think it's just everything that's happened with Rugby Canada in the past year. I think it's just, you know, and I think it even kind of shows like even this week, like, I don't think a game being on premier sports or even a roster announcement coming out a little bit later than expected would be that big of a deal 10, five, two years ago. But it's just like what has happened with rugby Canada this year, especially in like the aftermath of like the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I think everyone, it, the, the fan base level of frustration with rugby Canada yeah, as an organization. For sure. Has it's 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 boiling over 
it's micro, about to boil it's over. micro incidents that yeah, are just exactly. layering so it's like on there's top little of each things other. that it's like annoy because it's like right because it, it's little things that are starting to just annoy fans i think more than they yeah. normally would not saying that it's not justified to be annoyed by these things yeah but it's like they are building they're building up so yeah so those players are gone but i agree with you dan so the thing is is whatever the whatever the reasons are they're not here you can't worry about them they're not here yeah it's like if you're kingsley jones and it's like at one if guys are choosing to go can't whatever can't control that if it's a club whatever can't control that guys are hurt right jeff hassler taylor paris they're hurt right that's why they're not here it's not it's not a full strength team canada but it's the best team canada of guys that are available and maybe mm. also willing to do it so if you're kingsley jones this is what you got to work with right and it's like now your job is to take this group of 30 and go qualify for the world cup and that's what you got to be focused you can't and, and how amazing you can't dwell on the guys that aren't here you have yeah. to focus on the guys that are here because how amazing the guys is that it are that... here have a job to do and that's beating the usa on saturday and next saturday and this has been an underlying kind of underrated fact about this roster how amazing is it that we can actually have a full lineup it's cool of fully professional rugby it's players. cool yeah. it's cool i like it I don't it's think cool. Rugby think... has ever had that opportunity. No, you know, it... you can throw Quinn Nawadi on the wing and take out Kanai Kanoa Lloyd, but he's been he's been training with the well, Sevens program. Uh, I consider him a, a pro rugby player. You know, yeah, like yeah. Even though, the even way he, he played is, in the he's the only guy with an amateur club listed. But yeah, and you know what? The way he played against uh Wales and England, I think we're who's we the best player in England. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think I think there's a lot to be excited about. Like, I think Canada, you know like it or not um it's a rebuilding team like we know yeah. we know there's been a a significant lack of success in recent years and you know it's it is genuinely it's it's time to turn the page there needs to be like i talk about man like, like there needs to be like the full out like cultural cultural shift in the organization and stuff and as you know it's it is honestly it's kind of nice to see like hey there's some there's some young players and you know Dan you kind of mentioned the pain and stuff kind of reminds me of like Mike Babcock's first press conference when he was signed by the Leafs there will be pain there will be pain and it's like and and it's like yeah I think I think this is this might be that that era for rugby Canada where it's like you you might have to sacrifice maybe not doing so hot for a little bit but you know what maybe maybe that last back up you might have maybe that last olympic cycle was what the maple leafs it's actually a great analogy when you think about it because the last olympic cycle was literally what was going on with with the leafs before babcock came yeah so they had a couple of stars you know dth was our our phil kessel you know ardron was our was our was our morgan riley they had a couple guys that were keeping this team just kind of at that level of like almost floating yeah and but it was it was hiding all the underlying problems that that the Leafs yeah. had and that's the same thing with rugby canada damn think, that is a great analogy yeah oh, like Derek, i love yeah, it yeah and you know what the sad thing about that analogy is the Leafs still suck so it's that's the sad thing but they're getting better they're, they're, they're getting, getting better i guess getting better but Stu, i want to get your thoughts about this canada is also getting better too though right and it's like i said it's like at this point it might be like the like 
you look at the squad, there's a lot of young guys. There's a lot of guys that have less than 10 caps, right? There's yeah. a lot. We've got a professional rugby team. We've got a... What, two guys? Who is it? Bailey and Parfrey that have 30, ca- or not 30 caps, that are over 30 years old? Like, it's, yeah. it's not a lot. It's a young team. A young team. And, like, it's a young team. And it's like, they have you have to build for something, right? And it's like, you know, you... The tough, the tough thing is, is that these are like must-win games, and you got to figure out how to do it with a with a new squad, super young players. But you also have to figure out how to build for the future of Rugby Canada as an organization as a whole. And I think in looking at the roster the way it is, yes, it's disappointing that some of the you know the legend like the. Uh, you know, some of the star players, the veteran star players aren't there. But, you know, it, it does open the door. Like, yeah, Tyler Ardron can't play eight. You know who can play eight? A two-cap Siaki Vikilani and a what two-cap, one-cap Corey Thomas? That's like, yeah, yeah. Here's, here's, your, here's your chance. It's like the, uh, the, the, our star player is not here. Let's see what you guys got in a big game. By the way, Cam Dolan's the guy across from you, so let's, let's see what you got here. It's opportunities, right? It's uh, yeah, next, yeah. Next, and like you know, they've been battling about, against them all year. Yeah, so exactly, and I mean that's that's all I'm trying to get. Don't worry about the guys that aren't here. It does no one any good to worry about the guys that aren't here, or like, in all honesty, it doesn't do anybody any good to be concerned about that. Yeah. So it's you know, focus on the guys that are here. Focus on developing those young players because the the end goal, like I think you kind of said, right? It's like. The goal, the goal realistically shouldn't be to qualify for a World Cup. That should be like an expectation. The, the goal is to win a World Cup one day. Yeah. You got to build towards that. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like the good, the good rugby nations, like qualifying is standard. Like, you, you, you know, you don't, you don't, you know, you good rugby know, nations yeah. don't wor- don't worry don't about worry it because they exactly they don't, they don't have to worry. It's about a difference, that. but it's even yeah. But it's like that's what it is. So you want to get this done as quickly as possible so you can prepare for the World Cup, right? Because you know even even if you get to the like that, that's kind of that's all what it is. You just trying to qualify sure. fast enough. But I think like Canada is weird as bizarre as this might may be, and I kind of laugh every time I run. Canada's one of like. I think it, what is it six to eight teams? Can't remember what the number exactly is. What like one of uh, just a few countries really that have played at every World Cup. And I know, and, and and you know we we talked about that before, yeah, Stu. I want to get, but, Stu. I want to get your thoughts about this because you have been part of discussions about this online and stuff like that. I want to get your thoughts about this roster, the situation that we're going into. Um. And I want to get your thoughts, and I'll, Derek, I'll get your thoughts after. Who are your nailed-on-to-start guys? Because, you know, we're talking about opportunity, and there are a ton of opportunities in certain positions. But are there any guys that you have a strong feeling that, yep, that's where they're going to play? Um, well, I think something that's nailed on is a surprise drop goal. So it only has to be Mr. Lucas Rumble. Oh, my uh, God. Yes, I will make laughing you guys with that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yes, um, thank you, no, Stu. But in... Stu, see, Stu, just bringing the we're bringing this podcast down, Dan. Stu, just bringing the optimism all night. Um, 
And all that's what the bright yellow and, shirt is. It's a it's like a ray of sunshine today. Okay. In all seriousness, I think that um, Lucas did like a mighty fine job, especially against like Wales and England. Yeah. Um, I know the scoreline didn't reflect it, and he said that we that um, the team needed to um, be stepping up we, um, game after game, and he was disappointed. Given, but. You know, if there's one guy that you don't, that I'm sure the USA don't want anywhere near a rock, it's going to be Lucas Rumble. Because if one player gets isolated and Lucas is there, that's going to be a turnover. We've that's seen it ball. before. Yeah. Um, I think, as well as that, I think um, in the center as well. And these may seem like obvious answers, but they're obvious for a reason. It's Ben Lesage. I was going to say, looking at the roster, they're all obvious. Yeah, but uh, but that's it. I mean, um, Ben, you know, he set up uh, two of the tries, I think, in um, the July series as well. He's um, incredible defensive. And, you know, maybe saying, like, oh, your Arrow supporters, of course you're going to say that the Arrow's co-captains. No, no, they're, 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 the they're the best. Yeah, yeah they're the best for the read. They're, they're the best. They're the, co-captain. they're the co-captains <laughs> for a reason. Yeah. And um, yeah, so obviously those two I definitely see pinned down. And then I'm just having a quick look. I let's say I'd love to see Spencer Jones get his first cap and That'd be cool. start. But, I don't know. Um, I don't know if he's locked a yeah. lock, but uh, well, it's interesting. I, 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 I actually I, I've been kind of muddling with that, and, and you know, oh. um. I want to talk about one guy in a bit, but I think that I like the idea of maybe playing playing Nawadi on the wing yeah. instead of Cole Davis. I was actually I, I kind of looked at like a like so a Jones starting, Jones. I kind of looked at a starting fifteen, and I'm like, I think Nawadi could fit on the wing with Jones. Nawadi, yeah, especially with how good Jones and Lesage are together, are together, and what we've seen all year, I think that could work. Um, I think the big like I mean, there's a lot of guys that probably are just like, you know, they're starting like Sears Dewar was starting probably. Um, Matt Tierney though, we haven't met. Uh, so him. that's what I want to bring up. Yeah. So Matt, Matt Tierney, the one that is it is the one European guy that actually is coming over. And you know European what? I, I'm going to be honest with you guys, and maybe this is my front row bias, but I think he is the most important of the European players to play. Well, to play for yeah. Canada because if you look, look at, at the front row of of the U.S., that's exactly depending on who they pick at hooker, they could have a all European front row. And Joe Toa, if- uh, Toatafe is playing prop that they listed him as prop. That's what he played with uh, in the other test matches. So that's prop one prop. Slash, prop slash hooker, yeah, yeah. Um, then you got Davey Enu, other prop, and then you could go with pick your poison. Uh, you can go with uh, Dylan Fawcett, um, or if you want to go with that European flair, um, Piffaletti playing mm-hmm. for the Saracens. I think so, you know, like, like there is that, mean, having Tierney to hunker down. I think it's going to be Sears, Duru, Quatrin, and Tierney. That is a that yeah. boosts my confidence in the pack a lot because yeah, with the, need it. yeah. Well, especially like because you know it's going to be um, a new that's at loose head. So Tierney's going to be tight head. So at least you get that matchup. Um, but I mean, like, like you said, like even if Toa Fetty starts at hooker, 
like the tight heads either going to be Waldron or Mullen. So, I mean, like that's, it's it's loaded yeah. either way. Mullen, Mullen didn't have a good end of the season, though. Ah, you know I want to. I mean, let's. It's still there. I, Waldron, I don't want to get into. Was great though, man. Wal, Wal, Waldron. Waldron. Was, Dino you know, Waldron team. is another animal altogether. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised okay. that. So, let's go with that then. Waldron starts, and okay, you got the. Uh, you he go. was what the first team All MLR tight head, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I mean tough, yeah. tough competition. So yeah, did, I'm glad for the Tierney. Yeah. So with that, with that, did you guys take take a crack at like a starting fifteen? I did, or, I did. All right, so can, I've got can we get into that. Like, yeah, let's let's an do that estimated. Quickly. So again, caveat that we are recording this on Tuesday night. So obviously, neither team has put out their starting fifteen yet. Yeah, exactly. But, so um, I just want to pull this up. Oh, I got up twice. I already had it. Maybe it's out by the time you're actually listening to this. So I had Sears Duru, okay, Quatrin. Um, Tierney. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Do your pack. Bailey, Thomas. Yeah. No, I can say it. Uh, no, sorry. No, no, sorry. I'm looking at another Sorry, I got Bailey Keys, Thomas at six, seven Rumball, eight Vikilani. And my reasoning with that is Keaton is coming off of injuries. We know that. I don't know if I if I want a 90% Matt Heaton where I could have Corey Thomas who played very well at flank and at eight man for Canada or for, for LA. And also he's another lineup threat, which when you've got Cam Dolan as one of your other threats, you need as many guys in the lineup as possible. Um, Ross Brody at nine, yeah. Peter Nelson at 10. I liked what I, you know, I liked, for the most part, what I saw from Nelson in the July test matches when he was given the opportunity. Um, then I have at 11, um, Nawadi, 12, Jones, 13, Lesage, 14, Kainoa Lloyd, 15, Cooper Coates. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, I went, I mean... You're telling me like uh, the reason why I went. With no, Coates no, is, I'm not. Is, it's is not the, like it's. I know. I was no, just like, the big. The big knock was, against him was he had problems with high balls. So no. Oh, I, I have nothing against Coates except realistically, Dan. Where's this going to be parfait? It's going to be parfait. I know it's going to be parfait. Yeah, where's this game being played? It's parfait. You know, it's 15. I, I, I think that's a disservice to what Cooper Coates did in in the UK. I oh, think I think he played. Cooper Coates. Cooper Coates is good, but. This unless unless you go parfrey lesage in the centers, that's the other option. But parfrey parfrey is starting this game. I mean, Cooper Coates is a Halifax boy, so I mean, it's not is, that far. He's still an East Coaster. It's literally it's up. literally parfrey's home club. It's not even the hometown. It's the home club too. Parfrey's playing this game. Anyways, man. that's my um, that's my lineup. I I have parfrey on the bench. Yeah, I think I had. I think I might go Howard over Quatrin from what you had. Um, then what did you, you said Bailey and keys at lock. I think I went my back row. I think honestly, if Heaton's there, if he's good to go, it's a, it's a must win game. You See, need that, you, that's the thing you is need everyone firing, man. It's if he's available, he plays. If, but you, he, so you're if not, he, you're if, not worried that our only, no, uh, if he's available, he plays. And that's, I don't like, I mean, right. If you, are willing to be like, and then, but see, oh, I've got him on my bench and he's an impact sub. Yeah, that's that's fine. I'm going Heaton, Rumball, Thomas as my back row. 
he put in putting oh, okay. Thomas at eight, right? Okay. Um, All right. So then you just take away that. That's 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 good because I mean, you still have that that lineup threat. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I'm going, yeah I'm going Heat and Rumble Thomas, um, and then nine's Brody. I mean, I think that's an e- to me that's an easy one. Brody, like Brody and Higgins being the two scrum halves that have come or that are playing for Canada, right? And it was like Brody was the starter for the Arrows the whole year. Like ever since week three, Brody's gotten the edge over Higgins. And I mean, I don't I don't see why that would be any different for Rugby Canada, especially with you know some slight Arrows influence and stuff in the staff and things too. Mm. Um, so yeah, Brody Brody starts. Honestly, I'm I know you said Nelson. I'm debating about start. I would debate Will Kelly. No, I don't. I don't trust Will Kelly. I don't trust Peter Nelson. What has Peter I, Nelson done, man? Like he played pretty, like as well as he could with the ooh, barring people well running as, offside on a, a starting kickoff. Like, yeah. Oh, he, he played pretty well. as well as he could. What a what a ringing endorsement. Um, I don't know. I, I, think, I saw a lot of of missed kicks when he when he played for the Arrows that yeah. that were rookie mistakes. And right now, I just don't have the confidence in him. I just, yeah, I'm honestly, I don't have the confidence in Peter Nelson either. And I mean, he uh, only has, he's realistically, I know he's older. He's realistically has one year of test rugby under his belt. Yeah, but he's also played in the Pro 14. Yeah, he has, but he's still, it's like 10 test caps, nine test caps. Like, it's not like he's like a vet that has been around forever or whatever. I don't know. I, I, I think that's that, that, that's I think that's slot. No, that's whether, right. Listen, whether, your, your arguments are fair. Like it's yeah, whether it's Nelson or Kelly. Here's the thing though that I'm going like I think Kelly. If you go Brody Kelly Jones Lesage, that might be some much needed chemistry in the back yeah. back row for or the back line for this. Um, so I'm up to give the oh, it's also I agree with you, Jones Lesage. I'm gonna go with Nawadi and Lloyd on the wings as well. And like I said, Parfrey starts. It's in Newfoundland. He starts. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like that's yeah. that's what it is. He's in Newfoundland. He starts. Even if it's at yeah. pro, if it was I'm another test him. match, I would agree with you. But this is too important to yeah to, and, to make a decision based still on. Parfait. He's still one of the best players. He's starting. He's starting. Uh, Stu, do you have any anything that's different from what we've said without having say, to rifle through an entire team again? I'd say my uh, back. I would have Rumble as flanker, uh, Vicky Lai as number eight, and then I'm like a coin toss between having um, starting Michael Smith or starting Heaton and then the other one being on the bench. Yeah. So, okay. I, I put Heaton on my bench or sorry. I put a uh, Smith on the bench too. Yeah. So, so just for the sake of difference, I'll start Smith and I'll have Heaton on the oh. bench. Um, and then I would probably have, yeah, I'd say Brody. I'm going to go with Kelly I gr- I'm agreeing. I think there was a few issues with Nelson against yeah. uh, Wales and England, and I'd like to have say maybe have Nelson on the bench. You know, be the general. Oh, Nelson, can... Nelson, yeah, Nelson's on the bench in this um, situation. Kelly should be on the bench too if Nelson starts. Yeah, and if they um, and if they're not playing well, just yank them. Yeah, like, um, pull them out after twenty minutes. I want to. I want to have another kicking option. Yeah, which is why I would probably have Povey. Be fullback. Um, That's it. We'll see. And then, um, yeah, on the way, yeah, Nawadi. I'd rather see Paul Vion. Nawadi, Jones, Assage, Lloyd, uh, the rest of the backs. And everything, and all the forwards are the same. Yeah. Yeah. If it's to me, if Will Kelly isn't starting, 
yeah. don't think he's on the bench. I think oh, it's going to be either Povey or Nelson because, or Parfrey because they want someone that can cover multiple positions or Coates. Well, that's the thing. Coates like, can cover the wing. He can cover the wing or or at fullback. Parfrey is playing eighty in this game. He might not be in the same right. position where he started, but he's playing eighty in this game. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I can't. I can't agree with you on that one. I just oh, don't see. 80. I don't see that just because he it's it's in his. I think he'll play. In all I just don't honesty, think like, play the whole match. Rumble, like I mean, you could probably look at this and be like, I could. You could probably tell the guys that aren't coming off. It's it's yeah yeah like it's um, bench though. I did. I mean, I think front row because I just I was Quatrain Keith Il Nicky my front row bench. Then I did I did Mason Flesh and Mike Smith uh, the other two forwards. Yeah, Higgins obvious backup scrum half choice, and then yeah, yeah. Nelson Nelson because I s- said maybe Kelly should start. And then Coates for the uh, 23rd. Yeah, bench. Um, I, I took uh, Roland over Ilnicki. Okay. I think it's a bench is a perfect position to give a guy that that yeah. test test match blood. I think it's, um, I think you might want that uh, that more experienced prop coming off the bench though. He's unattached. Why do I want an unattached player, Derek? Well, that, you know, <laughs> attach him to some of the USA and make have him. Um, he was also dealing with injury problem at the end of the season, so I don't know how much. Uh, again, I'm going on. I want yeah. guys. Yeah, like he played. Said, I think Roland like, played well in 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 his his limited well, time. Man, so. I, I like Roland. I like Roland. I like Roland all year. With girls. I think I think he's good. He's just he's young, but I think I think there's a lot of potential there. I think there's a lot of potential with a lot of the players. Yeah, on this team. Um. um and then I had Heaton instead of Smith. Yeah, so it's like we flipped the guys that we started. Flipped some of the guys. Yeah. And then it's the same. Yeah. It's the 23 is our combined 23 is pretty identical. But yeah. It's- Brock Webster. So I, I wanted to talk about Brock Webster. He is a guy that I find really interesting. I'm I'm really there's a part of me that loves chaos, and I would love to see what he could do. I don't know if that's on the bench. But I'm so tempted to friggin' just start him because he played <laughs> so of, well. Yeah, all right, well, he played so out. well at the under twenties as the as the ten. Him and Persilier, like in another like in, in a variant timeline, Canada's starting lineup could with be. nine ten would be Persilier Brock Webster because they be. they have could such be. a connection and they're good one, friends. One oh, day. Damn it, I want to see that, but I, I'm I'm gonna keep him off my roster just because. One day, hopefully, this be. turns into an MLR contract for Brock. I would love to see him stick with with 15s. Yeah. One day it um, might be, man. One day it might be. God. Um it's interesting like I think it's tough cuz it's like I went from the idea of during the July test matches to just be like start all the young guys, get everybody's caps, get everybody's you know games under their belts and now yeah. for this I'm like um this game's way too important to do that. Um the best the best guys got to go. They have to play, right? The best available have to play. Yeah. Um, so let, let's do a quick comparison quickly to the U.S. roster because hmm. um, I think there's been this really strong dialogue that the, that the, the men's roster has a, a you know fistful of, of European professionals when in reality they have five, six if you want to include Ruben de Haas, but I he's been in training camp him. with the Saracens. I would include Ruben de Haas. Yeah, I would include him, even though he just played a, a season of MLR. Yeah, on loan from a team yeah. from Europe. All right, I'll I'll kind of give you that. Yeah. So you know, it's compared to Canada's one in 
one in Matt Tierney. So, you know, that's, that's a big comparison, but <clears throat> you, again, you USA, I think Dan, as you mentioned, they, they are missing a couple guys like Wu Ching and stuff like they're, they're not Wu Ching tail um, for, again, for various reasons. Um, but they like they, they are they're not necessarily they're relying on a lot either. of MLR talent. That's yeah, so that's just which my is a good point, thing, is which is by the way a good thing for me. It's a great thing. It's great. It's just, this is what we wanted. It's great. Exactly. It's and, and you know, like USA fullback is going to be Will McGee, who really didn't play a whole lot this year because of injury, um, unless they throw, um, oh, uh, uh, Marcel Branch. To fullback, you can do a couple things, and then, but then you're, you know, then who are you going to put at center? So, yeah. I'm just saying that I know that that yes, the USA will probably win this series. I think it's going to be a lot closer than other than people are are making it. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to. I I just feel so frustrated when I I hear about all you know about how our fans are treating the Canadian roster when. In reality, I think it's going to be a lot closer than than people give them credit. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Canada gets absolutely dusted. You know, that's on me. But (laughs) yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I think, again, though, I go back to what we said earlier. It's like there's just a certain level of frustration from the Rugby Canada fan base right now. Yeah, that's fair. It it is what it is. And they're taking it out on the guys that don't deserve it. Yeah. USA's USA's got some young guys on their team and stuff too. There's a couple of potential first caps that could possibly be playing. Um, you know, like uh, like you know, Stu's favorite player, Brian James. Maybe he gets his first cap and stuff. Favorite um, American so. player. Favorite American player. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I haven't heard you talk about anybody else as much as talk about him. So um, but yeah, like it's still a good team. I think the big strength, the pack of the USA potentially like depending like you said depending on what gary gold decides to start like you said you can go with an all all european pro front row they can be backed up by uh you know peterson brakely hermesize fanana schultz dolan um you know who else savetta's in there mullen wingluski pifaletti like there's 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 a lot of really strong players that can make up that oh uh, you know what i actually missed a um European pro because of Sassani Fungi's new uh, medical oh, yeah. joker yeah, contract. They can even do that. Yeah, he's t- he's on. What t- a sweet deal! You play for France, play in France until January, and you come back and play in MLR. Perfect. It's a great deal. Provided yeah. they don't, they might not give you a test. You know, a, a you know but it's like, you know, so it's like the pack's good. I think a huge matchup. Let's, I mean, like we said, being realistic, nine for the USA. We'll say either probably either Augsburger or DeHaas, depending on what. Gary Gold decides to start. Um, I don't think it'll be Basco. So that's all I'm saying is Augsburger de Haas. Augsburger or de Haas and AJ McGinty versus Ross Brody slash or Will Peter Kelly. Nelson slash Will, Will Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Ooh, at a very that, vital the, well, position. The, that's a big But, big but that's a that's an Oz uh McGinty coming off. Major surgery, Major which surgery. was it's true, really, yep. really. I'm not gonna say rushed, but progressed quickly. So you know, like that—that that is a wild card in its own. What is even? How comfortable is it gonna be? You know, we they don't really, really. We haven't heard a lot from their training camp, so that that's gonna be an interesting the, situation. The, on I think the announcement specifically went out of the way to mention that he's ready. 
for the for the game though. So yeah, but they could also say that he's also a wizard, and we have to believe he is. Him. Have you seen him play rugby? He's a yeah, wizard. But like he's a, that's why you went to Harry, like type of wizard. That's exactly why he's in England. It's where Hogwarts is. He is. A wizard. Oh my god. Um, but, the Irish American living yeah. playing in the UK. But even even at that though, like what if McGinty's at what eighty percent? How good is that though? Yeah. That's all we got for uh, for this episode. We are excited to see the match on Saturday. If you are in the uh, St. John's area and you're looking for something to do, they still have tickets available for the game. So um, go to uh, Rugby Canada's website for the link. Let's ha- let's have a great showing. Let's show the, the guys that have been, you know, between the arrows and and the guys playing on the American teams. And Matt Tierney and Peter Nelson playing over in Europe. Let's have a good welcome back to Canada. I would love to see that that stadium filled as much as they can get it, so that way we can have a good good showing for Canada. Um, if you want to listen to more of our episodes, you know, last week we kind of took a look at the the, the draft, and we also looked at uh, the USA's roster a little bit more into depth. Um, you can find them on YouTube. Um, you can find them on all podcast platforms. We are uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at LaRouge Rugby. Um, if you have any questions for us, LaRouge Rugby at gmail.com, Derek. LaRouge Rugby Every podcast at gmail.com. I have to ask you. And that's why I ask you, LaRouge Rugby podcast at gmail.com. Ask us some questions. Let us know if you have any uh, piping hot discussions you want us to get into. Gentlemen, we've got a uh, another test match Whoa. on a long weekend. Very exciting.